The headline from the province is BC supports research to protect coastal ecosystems. The news is new funding for the University of Victoria's Experimental Ocean Climate Change Lab, or EXCEL, and is to support research on the impact of climate change on the environment and the promotion of resilience and sustainability for BC's marine sector. That announcement is one at UVic, one of five being made for BC universities, all with the same theme, protecting the environment. And it comes down to innovation. To talk a little bit more about this, we bring in Brenda Bailey, Minister of Jobs, Environmental or Economic Development and Innovation for the province. And we have to ask the obvious question, why this investment? Yeah, thanks for the question, Bruce. So the uh, announcement today is in regards to BC's Knowledge Development Fund. It's a $6.5 million investment, and that is uh, 27 different funded projects across five universities in British Columbia. And I'll share with you that the Knowledge Development Fund has been a really important tool to support uh, critical research for many, many years. Um, we've invested over $860 million since its inception in 1998. And it's led to um, 45 new licenses and uh, 266 provisional or granted patents and 67 spin-off companies. So it's a really, really important part of our research and development ecosystem. Now, what I find interesting here, if I'm reading it right, is we're taking a look at innovation and connecting it to some of the impacts on climate and possibly coming up with BC-made solutions. You've got some inspiration from other places in the world. Tell me about it. Yeah, I would say that British Columbia has been uh, a leader in um, clean technology and also blue economy. And uh, some of that is supported in the research dollars that we're pushing out the door now. So I'll share with you a couple of examples. I had the opportunity yesterday to be in Victoria and attended a, a really interesting research lab in Sydney. Um, and it's focused on um, many different things, but including climate research in regards to, to ocean and what happens um, from warming sea levels and acidification and the like. But one of the pieces that they're looking at right now is the opportunity to sequester carbon in the ocean floor in the basalt rock. Now, apparently, from what I understand from Professor Kate Moran there yesterday, is that this sequestration would do absolutely no harm to the ocean or to any ocean uh, creatures. And it would uh, sequester this carbon into basalt forever. So it's a really interesting possibility. Because of course, the research that we're supporting, some of it is in regards to how to mitigate for climate change, how to build more resiliency. For example, some research going into um, types of genomic changes that can happen to seashells uh, to support the food industry, the seafood industry. But there's also a really important factor, which is about changing the environment for the better long term, carbon sequestration, reversing the effects of climate change. And certainly, I don't need to draw to anyone's attention in British Columbia how serious and significant the impacts of climate change are in our province. Well, this is certainly interesting, and I know part of this announcement focuses on the University of Victoria's Experimental Ocean Climate Change Lab. Uh, what's happening there, and what uh, can we see come out of uh, extra funding for it? Yeah, 
Yeah, so the Excel Lab in, at the University of Victoria received $175,000 to establish and measure effects of marine climate change on organisms. And there's quite a bit of uh, research uh, in similar categories going on in the province, but I think what's important for people to know is it's all very cumulative, and the data is shared among uh, scientists. So I, I really saw this when I was um, in Victoria yesterday, that the, the data sharing is a very important piece about this, so that researchers and scientists worldwide can have access to data and work collectively on really important solutions. Is this going to help out and lead to possibly jobs in our province? Yeah, a couple things I'd like to say on that, Bruce, if you don't mind. Of course, I, I come from the tech sector. I'm new to politics. I just ran in 2020, but 20 years in the tech sector. Yep. And I, I do always try to take the opportunity to um, help people understand what's happening in our sector, because it's not true that massive downturn in the tech sector is happening in British Columbia. That's just not correct. That has been happening in Silicon Valley because of uh, a lot of um, very aggressive hiring that occurred during the pandemic. That happened here to some degree, but not the same as the really large tech companies. Big tech has been affected by layoffs much more than small and medium-sized tech. And British Columbia is largely small and medium-sized tech. But so two yes, years ago, we had 13 tech unicorns and now we're not seeing that. Well, I've been seeing those unicorns continue to grow, and I would uh, suggest to you that we have more coming. Uh, we are the fastest growing tech sector in North America. CBRE did that research, and it's been true two years in a row. We're seeing incredible growth in the tech sector. And I personally have been tracking a number of different layoff categories. For example, the layoffs at Thinkific. Every single person who got laid off found work there's still far more jobs available than there are workers in our tech ecosystem. So I don't accept the sort of doom and gloom perspective that some people have on tech in BC. We're seeing incredible growth. And although there's been some changes and some layoffs, people are landing on their feet. So having said that, it's also true, and your point is really valid, that these investments are an enhancement to our tech sector. We have a real opportunity in British Columbia because of our commitment to the environment People in BC care about the environment. That's true with our technologists as well. And we are establishing ourselves as world leaders for a number of different categories of clean tech, including hydrogen. So what's often referred to as Hydrogen Valley, paralleling Silicon Valley, is actually in Burnaby. And we have um, more than half of the hydrogen companies in Canada are located here in British Columbia. So really great opportunities come from that. Of course, high-paying jobs, and we care about that, but importantly, Finding solutions to tackle the thorny problem of climate change that can be applied in our domestic context and exported around the world. Talking with Jobs, Economic Development, Innovation Minister Brenda Bailey. You know, one of the things that anybody that uh, follows academia can draw a parallel between is strong universities and strong research centers and businesses that build up around them and industries that build up around them. And we see that in hubs like, uh, well, even Seattle and San Francisco, San Jose, all the way down to even the health sector with San Diego. You mentioned the green sector, and I, I agree that BC has a place, and perhaps that place is really concentrating on green tech or enviro tech, whatever you want to call it. Uh, how do we put ourselves on the international map? Yeah, you're quite right that that is happening right now, and we are on the international map for these uh, particular uh, areas of technology for sure. 
and we're continuing to grow that. And there's a number of different organizations in British Columbia that really help us tell our story internationally. It's not something we've historically been good at. I don't know how you were raised, but for me, my grandmother used to teach me, whatever you do, don't toot your own horn. And that's a very Canadian sentiment. But you know what? It doesn't serve us well when we're out at conferences and uh, in international events. We do need to toot our own horn. We need to talk about the incredible work that we're doing. We're getting a lot of recognition uh, in regards to that. But I do want to just um, take your comment about the importance of a university ecosystem and how it can grow segments of the economy. Because I think perhaps no example is stronger than the biotech example in British Columbia. UBC has particularly, but SFU and UBIC as well, UBC has an extraordinary lipid nanoparticle um, uh, professor, Peter Cullis. And that, that individual has trained so many students in this area that have spun out companies out of UBC. So I'm thinking about companies like Celera and others. Amgen is another one um, in the life sciences sector. And we've created a life sciences um, uh, strategy in order to support the continuing growth of that sector. And British Columbia is becoming known worldwide for the research that we're doing. So we're very good at research in British Columbia. We have been for a long time. Our challenge is to make sure we're also good at commercialization and that we're known worldwide. So that's what sits ahead of us. But I still think uh, that there is this almost dichotomy, and I wonder if it's false, and I'd love to get your opinion on that, that there is a green economy and then this old resource-based economy in BC because there's so much technology that's happening right now with the mining industry, with the forest industry, and some of that is in fact green. But we don't do a very good job, I would argue, in this province of making sure people understand that it's still green, even though it's with some of these old resource-based industries. What do you think? I love that question. And I can tell you that my thinking on this has changed since I've come into politics. I used to have the perspective there was the old economy and the new economy. And I don't believe that to be true anymore because I have the great privilege of meeting so many different companies and seeing what they're doing. So to your point, it used to be this sense that technology was its own sector. And that's kind of what the future held. But the reality is, is technology and innovation happens across the entire economy. And we're seeing amazing innovations happening in spaces like forestry and mining. Um, and, and that's a really um, interesting advantage that British Columbia can have as well, because we have such a thriving tech sector, and we are a traditional economy. And the solutions that our scientists and our technologists are coming up with are really innovative and can be delivered in other markets as well. So for example, I've met recently with a company that's using AI for solutions in mining that are just incredibly innovative. We're also seeing solutions in traditional industry in bringing down GHG emissions. So, so, so important. And British Columbia is doing amazing work in that regard as well. Bruce Claggett in for Jazz Joe Hall. We have been talking with the Honourable Brenda Bailey, Minister of Jobs, Economic Development and Innovation, talking about uh, the green sector and new funding for protecting coastal ecosystems, the latest here. But one of the questions that I always like to ask, what about, it's good for the province, what about the feds? Minister, do we have the federal government uh, kicking in their part? Yeah, I would, I would answer this in two parts. There are some areas of our work as a province where we really do need to see the feds more involved. For example, housing. And I was very happy to hear 
uh, Minister Fraser make an announcement about some housing supports in Vancouver yesterday. That's great news. We need much more of that. The Fed stepping back from housing has been a real problem for our province, and people are feeling it. But I have to say, in the area that I'm responsible for, in the um, you know, jobs, economic development, and innovation space, we've had some really good collaboration with the feds of late. I'll share, for example, I talked about Abcelera, one of the spin-off companies out of UBC that's really growing and becoming an anchor company in British Columbia. The province um, supported their growth with $75 million, and that unlocked $225 million from the feds and $400 million from the company themselves to build out a $700 million campus in Mount Pleasant. And that's a really important um, component of the ecosystem that we want to see develop. We want to make sure we have anchor companies, and it's going to be 500 high-paying jobs. So that type of collaboration makes, makes it work. And I have to say we've been really pleased with some of the, um, the ways that we've been able to partner in the feds, with the feds in, in that sector. What's exciting coming down the pike? I've got an amazing portfolio. I'm, I'm very fortunate to be in this role. There's so much happening. You know, British Columbia's greatest strength is our people. There's just no question about it. And I get to see incredible scientists, amazing technologists, um, really, really delivering on the promise uh, of solutions that we need, not only in British Columbia, but all over the world. And seeing that happen is, is pretty extraordinary. I know that it's um, a scary time for folks. You know, what's happening here in the province in regards to wildfires and all over the country and, frankly, all over the world really puts a sharp point on the importance of us putting so much effort into addressing climate change. 